Hey, y'all, welcome to the Marty Smith's America podcast. This is volume 100-something. We have a really interesting, really interesting episode today with Jordan Rooney, who is the newly minted personal brand coach at Duquesne University with NIL coming, that being name, image, likeness, for those of you who may not know that little acronym just yet. With that coming on the horizon where collegiate athletes will be able to take advantage of their own personal brands to create revenue and future paths to revenue, Duquesne is taking a very aggressive and 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 kind of evolutionary. Kind of first the market. Yeah. Uh, step forward in hiring Jordan to help mentor, guide, lead its men's basketball players uh, on the NIL path. This path that we don't even know what it looks I have no idea where this thing's going. I have no idea what the impact might be, positive and or negative, but it's certainly polarizing. And so they have said, okay, we're a mid-major D1 program. We're not Alabama. We're not Clemson. We're not Ohio State. We're not Duke. We're not North Carolina or Kentucky. So we want to create a differentiating factor between us and our competitors. We want to go ahead in the recruiting process right now, tell players who are trying to choose between this university, that university, and us, we have someone on the staff that can help you immediately navigate these uncharted waters. And this conversation with Jordan was fascinating. I can't wait for you guys to hear his perspective on what it is, what it can be, where it's going, how he can help, and what it means to the players. Because I had a lot of questions for him where I kind of leaned over towards the skeptical side and I wanted to hear – I wanted to hear him answer my open-ended questions about some of the criticisms that people see. And I also wanted to hear him answer questions about how exactly players can take advantage of this. And he certainly educated me in a lot of ways. And in fact, you'll learn how not only did he educate Travis and me, but he also got our idea wheels turning got the hamster rolling on the wheel in the aftermath of the conversation in ways I had not even considered yet. And maybe that's the whole point. So y'all are going to love this. Uh, you're going to learn. You're going you're gonna to think. It's going to make you consider NIL in ways that maybe you haven't yet. Certainly did for Travis and for me. Also, don't forget to tune into Caught Offside and our FC Podcasts as they preview the European Championship and the United States trying to qualify for the World Cup. That's called Offside, as well as our FC podcast. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Jordan, let's just start with the age-old debate about whether or not college athletes should be paid. For years, critics have stated that the current model is indentured servitude and, and all of that. And now we have name, image, likeness, not only on the horizon, but basically right in front of our faces. Why is now the right time? Yeah, I mean, when you look at where the world's going, um, you know, you're seeing a shift. You're seeing a shift in institutions. You're seeing, you know, people are done saying things like, oh, this is the way things have always been. 
because they're realizing, you know, it's, it's time for, it's time for change. And, you know, it's like Bitcoin's a great example. You know, when you, you look at it, you, you have a peer to peer coin uh, currency that is now being used in, you know, making people rich. It's the same thing with, with what you're seeing with, with college athletes, you know, and I, I think the world is changing and we're seeing that there's, there's more power with the people. And, and that's what social media, the digital world allows. It allows people to unite. It allows them to disrupt, disrupt institutions. It allows them to get things changed. And, you know, when people ask me about, so college athletes get paid, I'm like, you know, the language here is what's important. It's should they be restricted? Should they not be allowed to have their own businesses? Should they not be allowed to get jobs based off of who they are? And that's really how I see it. Can you really make the argument? No, because you're a college athlete, you should not be allowed to start your own business because we're not, we're not talking about a revenue share at this point. We're not saying, Hey, you get paid because you go to the university of Alabama. We're saying you go to the university of Alabama, you're allowed to start your own business. You're allowed to, you know, get, get advertising opportunities. So what I always say to people is how can you argue that they should be restricted from doing those things? No, I completely agree. Uh, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, because uh, I mean, "Quote unquote normal students, non non athletic scholarship students, they can go do and be and 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 achieve and accrue whatever their skill set allows, and and the college athlete has not ever really had that opportunity, and here we are with with them having that opportunity. So, with this new new venture for you, what do you hope to provide athletes at Duquesne? Yeah. And so, um, you know, my, my role at Duquesne is unique in the fact that, you know, Duquesne players get me essentially as a, as a consultant for them and their brands. But also, you know, there's a huge education factor with it. Look, even in just at representation. So to have, you know, agents or you know, marketing, we, we haven't seen the, the legislation yet on that. And look at how many players who are 25 28 years old to get taken advantage of by agents. Well, what could happen to an 18 year old, a 19 year old? So there's a huge education factor with what I do and just, you know, teaching athletes what to look out for, how to be more marketable. In a lot of ways, it isn't like my advice to them isn't to just go and try and make money right now. Cause what you could do is you could hurt your brand. Imagine being the, you know, the, the used cars uh, spokesman for, for the every used car dealership in the area, you know, does Nike Adidas, they want to sponsor you that then, you know what I mean? So like, there's different ways to look at this where it's not strictly endorsements a place like Duquesne, you know, for the players, maybe it's just starting a online basketball training business where they're making an extra $2,000 a month. You know, there's, there's just so many other ways to look at it where I see it. It's more of this shifted mindset, you know, look at women's sports. Um, people care about boxing now. Why? Not because they like the sport, because there's influencers, there's people who, whose lives they follow are making them care about boxing. Well, I see the same thing with women's sports. If a lot of these women athletes who have great, strong brands start vlogging more, well, now people will care more about them, be more invested in their lives. Now you'll see viewership increase with women's sports, just in the way boxing has now seen an increase in viewership. So I think there's so many different layers to it um, that it's important for the players to have someone who's, who's their own that can teach them how to navigate it. What do you tell a young player to look out for with agents? Yeah. So, you know, part of it is just understanding, um, understanding contracts. You know, a lot, there's a lot of players now who get taken advantage of by their, their sports marketing representation. You know, if an, 
if a sports marketing person doesn't have anything to do with the deal, why should they get 10 to 20% of it? My advice to a lot of even professional players is get a lawyer, pay them a, you know, an hourly rate to look over a contract. What do you need? Some, what do you need to pay someone for every single time, you know, a contract comes in if you're the one investing in your brand. So that's, you know, that's how I tell players to really look at it is like, let's, let's get you some resources of, of lawyers, of people you can trust. And then from there, they don't, they're not entitled to a percentage of everything you do. If you just need someone to look at a contract, there's so many different ways that, that players can, can just really take ownership, take control of, of themselves or their brand. Um, but no one's ever taught them how to do it. Hmm. Why was Duquesne the right landing spot for this sort of revolutionary position? So when you look at it, and this isn't a, a knock on the big schools, but the big schools don't feel the pressure yet. You know, there's, there's some great programs out there. Like you have Open Doors, you have Influencer, and they're, they're forging partnerships with, with all of these schools. And, you know, what I'll say is it's 100% needed, definitely. But I think there's a second layer to it where these schools haven't felt the pressure yet. You know, they start their own name, image, likeness department. And, you know, what's going to happen is, is maybe not this year, but next year, Recruits are going to hear the pitch. They're going to go to Ohio State and Ohio State is going to say, hey, we have this. We have our own name, image, likeness department. And they're going to go to Alabama and say, hey, we have our name, own name, image, likeness department. Well, you know, who do you have on staff that is teaching me, that is working with me daily that, that understands this? And so when I went to Duquesne, it was, you know, I understood that they are a smaller division one. They could be a little bit more agile. Things could happen quickly. And for them, you know, they could take a chance. They they could look for they would want to differentiate early on in this process. And they've seen it. It's really helped with recruiting so far. So, I, you know, I approached them and I basically said, you know, here, here's here's what I do. I do branding. I work with athletes, but I, I, I work. I do it from an educational standpoint and a creative standpoint. I don't represent athletes. I focus more on how they can, you know, amplify their impact. And, you know, I have a background in uh, creating curriculums based off of like social media, digital impact. Um, and they said, all right, well, how do we differentiate? And Coach Dambrot, who is, you know, he was LeBron's coach and, he, you know, he's an innovator. He's like, Jordan, how do we do it differently? I was like, here's how we do it. He's like, OK, cool. Let's do it. it was, he was like in right away. It's really interesting, man. I'm one of these dudes. Now, I'm a 45 year old guy. I cover college athletics very closely, you know, at the highest level. and I believe, I think we're going to be in a position where the NIL meets the transfer portal and you're going to have superstar, you know, four and five star athletes who are a bit disgruntled with their positioning uh, on the on the depth chart. And they're going to have scenarios where boosters get that the boosters can go straight to the kids once NIL is wide open. Nobody there. There is no more filter. There is no more. There is no more shield. And so they can come right to the player and say, hey, you throw your name in the portal and you commit to our university. We'll have player X, Y, Z, Mercedes Benz waiting on you on the other side. It's coming. It's it's inevitable. It's coming. And so, what, like, how what what's the challenge of corralling all of this? So yeah, and no, you're exactly right. Because when you look at the you know the rules of you know what, what's coming, it hasn't officially you know been launched yet. But like boosters can be involved. 
you know, as, as long as they aren't sponsoring the team, right. the school, they can sponsor the athletes. So it, it does become the wild, wild west in, in some ways. Um, there's going to be a lot of old school people who are going to be unhappy with how things are. And there is going to be a lot of shady things going on. But what I would say is there's a lot of things going on already. Yeah, that's um, always the it's, argument. It's happening now. It's happening now. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think, you know, it, it's, it's an understanding from the NCAA of how transparent things can be. Like, are the schools going to have access to be able to see all of the deals that are taking place? You know, is that going to be public information? You know, what, what, how does, what's the level of transparency with all of this? Because I think compliance part departments are, are they're going to be in a tough spot. They already but, are. Right. <laughs> now I mean, if you know like anybody in compliance, they're getting their asses kicked every day anyway. It's I mean, it's really, a really, really tough position. It is. And, and, you know, this is where I will say the, the NCAA has kind of put people in a bad spot because, July 1st, you know what I mean? It's towards June 8th. We're there. How how do you prepare? There's no time. So, okay, that that offers me a good transition, period. You talk about time, okay? There is no time. That's one part of this and one aspect of this that I'm curious about your position because you're a former college athlete, so you understand better than most – a college athlete doesn't have time. There is none. You're taking 15, 16 hours of class and you're practicing and watching tape the rest of your existence if you're not asleep. You might get to go out a couple days a month, maybe. So if if defensive back X or quarterback Y has the opportunity to, to benefit from his – name, image, and likeness, where does the time come from? Is that something that you're trying to manage? Like when I saw, I saw that in a couple of the articles I read about your, your new role, we want to position them in brand meetings. We want to position them in boardrooms. I presume that's what you're going to try to do is bring those people to the market. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a couple of different ways to look at this, you know, but no, you're exactly right with, with how I think about it. Um, so how I got with Duquesne is I started a company, it's called Slash Athletes. And, and the goal of Slash Athletes was essentially to provide um, a marketing agency for athletes. So, you know, if a school says, hey, you know, we want our players to build their brands. I have people who are content creation experts. They understand the platforms, ads, how to start a podcast, how to start a clothing brand, where these kids can have one on one meetings to directly get consulting on here's how I build my brand. Um, so, you know, what, with Duquesne, I am a personal brand coach, but my company will work with one team per conference. So it provides a recruiting differentiator for them. Um, so we're in the process of scaling it for that exact reason. Um, but, you know, how I really see it is you, you as in your industry, you know, you have a unique personality. It's helped to elevate you to where you are because there's a lot of other commentators, analysts, sports personalities, who just give you the news. They just tell you exactly what, you know, how it is, but you have your own personality to it. It's going to be the same way with athletes, where there's going to be a lot who just post them playing, shooting a ball, working out. And there's going to be others. You have like Juju and Chase Claypool who they add their personality to it. And so that's really where I see it is how can these athletes get their personality out there to have an emotional connection. So people feel like they know them 
that's where they start to elevate their brand. And so like at Duquesne, what I'm doing is we're, we're creating their own marketing teams with university resources. All right, you have a videographer who's really good who goes to Duquesne. Cool. Do you want to be a creative director of a division one basketball player? Because this is a great opportunity for you to get some great portfolio materials. Do you want to be, you have a graphic designer. Hey, do you want to help create game day graphics for this player and be his own, you know, graphic designer? So I think when you, when you can put together some resources based off of what's on a university, and then from there, you, you develop some structure and some process and project management, you know, it becomes a lot easier. They don't have a lot of time, but I think with the right support, there's huge opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. I met a young man named Caden Smith who plays safety at Appalachian State when I was doing one of their games last season. And he wrote this. So he's an aspiring journalist, and he wrote this piece for Sportico about how he foresees NIL impacting collegiate athletes at that level, not the Trevor Lawrence's or the Najee Harris's or the Devontae Smith's of the world, but the, the, the kind of lower tier uh, non-power five players. It was fascinating to read. And then I had a conversation with him one-on-one -on, -one on FaceTime during the pandemic. And I just wanted to gauge his perspective on it. And it's like, dude, I just, I would love to have the opportunity to have a podcast and get paid for it. And so I think a lot of us, and this, this is also myself included, we are looking at this thing in these, you know, massive cubic dollars when maybe that's not what the case actually is. And it's certainly not going to be for most of the players. No, uh, that's, that's what I, I was on a call with a lot of, uh, so a few power five assistant basketball coaches and, you know, the, the talk was all on endorsements. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is sure. Like there's, there's going to be endorsements coming, but not really for a lot of your guys, because if I have a brand, let's say, you know, I have a, a, a sparkling water brand and I want to appeal to the audience of the, whoever follows the Alabama basketball team. Well, I don't need to sponsor all of the players. All I need to do is sponsor the one that everyone's looking at. The best. You know what I mean? That's so right. like, they're all going to have similar audiences. So they're not all going to be right for, for, for endorsements. So what they really need to look at is how do you leverage the attention that's on you right now? This is what I always say to these athletes I work with. Leverage them. Love you. Build up the audience. Audience is opportunity. Everyone's paying attention to you because guess what happens when you are no longer playing and you didn't go pro. They don't care about you anymore. So how can you get them invested in your lives while they do care about you? So you can use that to then start your business. Maybe you want to be an insurance salesman. Well, guess what? You're an insurance salesman with 200,000 followers. You got a great head start with your insurance business. That's really how I see this shift. Everyone's just thinking in terms of dollars and endorsements now. It's a shift in mindset. So athletes can own their own narrative, can be able to develop their own audience. And then from there, how they can leverage that attention to, so they don't have to go and work a job they hate after they graduate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so fascinating because it is going to change college athletics quite a bit. And, and the power, you know, it, it, so many guys, so many coaches are having to completely rewrite the way that they interact on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, moment-to-moment basis with their players because it's not 1992 anymore. And this is going to offer more empowerment to the player that also demands of the coaches that they shift even further. 
it's going to be fascinating to see how it all unfolds. But how does a guy like you personally learn how to create value? And how did you learn that? How did you learn this is how you create value on social media? You know, I was I so I played football overseas for two years. I was in Poland and I was in Serbia. When I was gone, I was like looking at what I want to do with my job. And not that I was, you know, playing at some high level with a ton of attention on me, but there was a little bit. And what I said to myself was, all right, well, how do I use this for good? How do I use this right now? Because what's the point of doing all this and, you know, trying to, you know, be motivational and inspire people. And then it's like, all right, I'm going to go work a job where no one ever hears from me again. So for me, it was just, how can I create content that shares my experiences, that, that lets people know like how I got to the point where I did. And then from there, you know, how can I, how can I digitize that impact? So I just created a lot of content myself and I was super broke. I was selling carpet for Empire Today. It was the worst job in the world, but it was commission only. So I got to take off when I wanted. And I just built a business just from me creating content. I learned how to do graphic design. I learned how to edit. I learned how to run ads. So I did so much of this myself to where then I started to get some major brands asking me to do it for them. So I was growing on Facebook eight years ago by making videos. And so I've always said is my portfolio is the best indicator of what I could do. And now, you know, I've been eight years into it. I've created a thousand videos. You know, I've, I've worked with so many brands and my goal has always been, I don't want to just, just be product centric. Like here's my product. I'm going to teach you how to sell it. It's more of let's, let's, how can we be human centric? How can we make people laugh? How can we make them cry? How can we elicit, elicit an emotional response? And so my approach has always been to focus on that. So it's, it's put me in a good position now to work with athletes. Cause I've always have like mentored and, you know, volunteered and been involved with it. Um, but I've never tried to make money from them. I've never tried to represent them. So for me, it's, you know, I've always tried to have the best interest of the athlete in mind because I've seen so many guys I'm friends with just get taken advantage of. Hmm. Well, so I have a bunch of, of partners myself and anytime that we're doing creative, it seems like I'm hearing this word disruptive. And when I looked at your web, you said it earlier. And when I looked at at your company's website, that, I mean, it pops. And so, so why do I keep hearing this word disruptive? What does that even mean? What's the benefit of that? Demanding that people pay attention to something different? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, the the digital world is becoming it's becoming very very saturated. It's when you look at eight years ago when like companies were saying we're not getting on Instagram. We don't need to get on Instagram. And, you know, three years ago when they said, we're not going to try and be like Wendy's Twitter. We don't need to do all that. Well, guess what? Now they're all on Instagram. They're all, you know, they're all, they're all talking trash. Yeah. They're all talking trash on Twitter. You know what they're saying now? We don't need to be on TikTok. That's for the kids. Mm -hmm. You know what they're going to say in two years is how do we get on TikTok? Because what, what's happened is, is social has merged with reality people understand now how the social world works. It used to be to where there was less people on it. And so you could figure out how to use tactics to get these cheap clicks. You could figure out how to trick people and getting them to pay attention to this, but now that doesn't work. So it truly is, does this appeal to me or does it not? Is this for me or, or does it not? And, and you know, I think you are, you've reaped the benefits of this because you are unequivocally you and you have an audience who really loves you. And you may have an audience that doesn't love you, but guess what? You don't sit in the middle. So you give people an opportunity to love you or not love you where most of the other 
brands in the world, they're like, okay, we just got to be nice. And we just need people to like be okay with us. Guess what? That doesn't work. You're not going to stand out. No one's going to pay attention to you. It's the attention economy. And in order for you to win attention, you need to be disruptive in order to do that. So interesting, man. <laughs> so, all right, a couple more and, and I'll let you run. How do you foresee NIL? What's it look like to you as you look down the as you look 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 down the line a little bit once we kind of get entrenched in whatever it's going to be? What's it gonna be? The athlete is gonna be more empowered than ever. You know, they are going to control things. When you look at like overtime starting their basketball league. You know, you have high school players now, you know, everything's changed in the high school sports world. Who else is good? Where's that? Where's that model going to happen with football? You know, you see like uh, Oak Hill Academy and, you know, they're, they're starting these like super leagues for high school basketball teams. You know, the athlete is going to be empowered. And my so what I would say is I'll, I'll speak more on like my fear is I, I couldn't handle that much power when I was 18. Hell you know no. Right. No way. Right. And so this is where there needs to be like we need to invest in great mentorship. We need to invest in great coaching. Like that's why I think my role is so important because I'm able to have these guys. You know, I can't be involved in their deals, but I can still see what's going on in their social media. You know, I can still see, you know, I can speak on things that I'm seeing publicly with, with what they're doing. They're able to come to me when, you know, there's too much stress because guess what? And you know this too, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable to hundreds of thousands, millions of people, it wears you down. And you're, you, there's times where you want to break. There's times where people who are hating on you, you're like, ah, why don't I just comment back? So you, this is my biggest concern is when you give so much power to the athletes, well, they haven't dealt with this level of adversity yet. They haven't developed the emotional intelligence be able to process a lot of it and continue to make great decisions to continue to feel good about themselves. So where we're investing in like also helping their brands, we need to invest in also helping their mental health and, and yeah, helping love them it. make better decisions. I love that. And you're so right. Even again, as a 45 year old guy who's been around the block and, and whatnot, and, and kind of, I've, I've done some of the hardest stories you could do and, and that are so polarizing. And when people are coming after your integrity and coming after your intentions and coming after your soul, when you're somebody who constantly preaches kindness, effort, and passion every single day of your life, uh, you do. So, and, and somebody who's impulsive on top of all of that, yeah. you do want to go back and, and try it is so fleeting and futile to try to defend yourself because then it, it becomes this tribal mentality where everybody's like, Oh yeah, there's blood in the water. I'm going to get this yep. dude. They always want to judge the sudden, response. You the know? best response is no response. Always. Yep. yep. And, and that's so hard to learn. You're a dude, especially at 18 years old, I would have been a complete train derailment had I had social media back then. Same. And so it is, you're, you're, you're so right that having mature, experienced people mentoring you, uh, that, that if, if, if you're trashed on social media, you can go to Jordan Rooney and say, I want to go after this SOB right now because he's disparaging me in this way. And you can be like, pump the brakes. Let's talk through it. That's, that, is, that is very smart. That is very astute. Last thing, mm -hmm. what do you say to folks who believe 
all of this is going to be detrimental to college athletics? Um, yeah, I would say probably 15 years ago, people said, well, I'm not texting someone because I, you know, I, I like a good old fashioned phone call or 10 years ago when they said, I'm not getting Facebook. I don't need that. Five years ago when they said, I'm not getting Instagram or six months ago where they said, I'm not getting crypto. The world's changing with or with, you know, without you, it's, it's, it's changing. So either you want to get with it and understand that like, you know, the way things were aren't, aren't how things are going to be. And either you want to be a part of change or you want to help usher those into the next, you know, the next generation of where we are, or do you just want to be miserable? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I tell people, like, you just want to be upset at the world because it's, it's changing. So it's entirely on you, whether you want to like get with it or not. So, you know, understand that there's, there's negatives to everything. People say to me all the time, you know, Jordan, you know, social media, people live a fake life on there. I'm like, okay, well, when I see someone I saw in high school, I'm like, Hey man, how you doing? They're like, I'm great. Everything's great. They're not great. You know, everyone lives a fake life to, to people they don't know. Social Facebook, media, man. Just, right. fake book. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's really how I see it. Is you know there is there are negatives to everything, but guess what? You know how many like we have a social media marketing agency run by high school students, inner city Pittsburgh high school students are part of our nonprofit. These kids are now 17, 18 years old. They're now connecting with millionaires. They're connecting with major brands because a phone gives them access. It gives access to the under-resourced. There's so many positive effects to it as well. So either you want to get with it and like, you know, see that like, hey, maybe my time has passed. Maybe it's my time to like get out of the way and help the next generation. Or do I just want to be in comment sections complaining and getting in fights with, you know, people who don't even have profile pictures? Like that's, that's really how I see it. Hilarious, man. All right. I do have one more brother. So, I've said in the past that, you know, as I've grown as a, as a human being and become a bit less selfish, because I mean, it, it, especially when I was younger, I was driven by insecurity and this constant desire to prove, prove, prove. But as I've aged and gotten greater perspective and made a lot of mistakes and made myself more vulnerable to your previous point, I've realized that none of this is my purpose. Like ESPN's not my purpose. It's a platform for my purpose, which is to show people that you can be successful by being nice and passionate and enthusiastic as hell and grateful that you get to be at the Iron Bowl. It's okay to be overwhelmingly amped that you get to be at the at – the, masters it's okay and and i wonder for you like what what do you see as your purpose because this is obviously a platform for whatever that is yes you know i i grew up in a very small town you know very diverse community um and for me i never knew anyone that started a business i never knew anyone that even liked their job and you know i've had a lot of friends who i wish i could have went back and helped and a lot of them were athletes and what I see was, is the, the traits that made them good athletes would have made them great business owners that would have made them great in branding now. But the thing is, is they just didn't have anyone to look to, to say, Hey, they came where I came from and they were able to do it. And there's another aspect to it as well, where I, I had two really bad concussions playing football. I had second impact syndrome that caused terrible depression for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anyone to look to, to say, Hey, I look up to this person and they also dealt with depression. And that's what caused me to start creating content. So I said, All right, I'm an athlete. I'm dealing with depression. I don't know any athletes who talk about it. This was eight years ago. 
And that's where Way I got before Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. yeah, right. And that's why it's awesome to see those guys doing it now. So for me, it's always been and it's exa- similar to what you're saying. It's a level of transparency of here's who I am. Here's where I came from. Here's what I overcame. Here's what I'm doing now. Because everyone always talks about here's what I'm doing now and just talking about the success. They never talk about the struggle. They never talk about what it took to get there. And so for me, it's always been about that. So, you know, any nice thing that I have that I buy, you know, any, you know, any success that I have, I always make sure I build the story into it because that is what people are missing. That's what they need to see that they may be feeling really down right now. But guess what? I felt really down for a while. That didn't stop me. It slowed me down, but it taught me ultimately to get to where I am now and to be extremely grateful. How'd you come out of that? Or yeah, learn to manage it. You may still be yeah. in it, but. Becoming an active participant of change. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's why I say these people who, who are miserable, I'm not coming at them. I'm saying I've, I've been you. It's rather than being upset with the world, figure out how you can be a part of changing the things that frustrate you. That's all, an everyday thing that helps fulfill you. Man, I love it, dude. I love your spirit. It's cool. Thanks, it's awesome to get to spend time with you. And, and I'm fascinated to see where all this is going. Uh, those young people are fortunate to have somebody who has lived those things and has experienced all of that and, and has uh, a roadmap for them that, that doesn't lead into a ditch. So I appreciate you, Jordan. Uh, good luck and, and, and best wishes in, the, in, in this road that you're on. And we'll be watching, man. Appreciate Thanks you. Thanks Marty. Thank you. I was really intrigued to spend time with Jordan when Travis brought this to my attention, this so new you want to know where you want to know where I found out about him on TikTok, a, a video of his popped up on my page hmm. and I happened to stay on it long enough. It kept my attention long enough. And so then I clicked on his bio and it personal brand coach. And so I Googled his name and there's an article from the undefeated and Jesse Washington uh, about his position. And I hit you up. I'm like, you interested in this guy? Like, but it's crazy how talk about being bullish about sites. If I was against TikTok, I don't know who this, I, you know, we don't have. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he intrigued me what he said right there. So I have downloaded TikTok on my phone. I have created a like username and all of that stuff. Now I've never posted on it yet. I started it at the PGA championship is when I downloaded it. And I have not done it yet, but I do know that now is the time. And not only from Jordan, but from Omar. Mm -hmm. Omar, I mean, the dude has a billion views or some crazy number. And where all this is going as as somebody who's in his mid-40s and working to navigate the present and the future in this business, it's all a little overwhelming and it's extremely time consuming. That's one part of it that younger people coming up, it's just sort of part of their routine. And it's, it's an ingrained piece of their existence. Whereas we as older people, I mean, I don't, I don't know 45 is old, but yeah, but I mean, TikTok- we, like we're having to learn this real time. I know everybody is, but it just seems different 
when it's something that has been a part of your life for your entire life versus it entering your sphere after you're entrenched. That's the way to say it. Well, think about it, Marty. TikTok from my age group at 33, you're kind of quote unquote old. The, the generation that's posted on TikTok, they've never held a phone that wasn't an iPhone. Right. Whereas, well, I mean, what I'll tell you what really got me intrigued about it, Travis, about TikTok specifically was Travis Tripp. I went down for, for Outsider and uh, for the podcast I do for them, I went and spent a day with Travis at his ranch down in, down in Georgia. He's got like 80 or 100 acres or something like that down there outside of Atlanta. And he started talking. We were sitting at his kitchen table, dining room table. And, and he goes, hey, you on TikTok? I said, no, I'm not on TikTok. He goes, you need to be. I said, why? Like, explain it to me. Well, you got these guys that are 90s country singers, like Mark Chestnut and Tracy Lawrence and Clay Walker. Travis and who? Clay Walker's on there. And Clay, yeah. You got these guys on there, and they are seeing this unbelievable resurgence, or maybe it's not resurgence, this surge in popularity because – People are playing, sampling their songs, and it's allowing them – like they can go on TikTok right now, sitting right here. If, if I'm sitting here this morning with my coffee and I write a song, okay, I, I, write a, I write a lyric that I think is cool, and I turn on TikTok and I play that song, you get instant fee. I was just talking to Craig Morgan about this. You can play a song, and you're going to know if eight out of ten people like that song, man, I'm going to cut this thing. You'll, you'll know it's instant feedback and you with, don't have to go minutes. through all the label rigmarole in order to get that instant feedback that, that can tell you so much about your creative energy. And so I am in my head again, I, what I said to Jordan right there, I have all these partners, right? I have, I have Academy sports and outdoors. I have, Pit Boss Grills. I have Eckrich Meats and the Smithfield brand. I have Ram Trucks, Taco Bell, on and on, right? Like all of these people that have invested in me. And so, so how do you maximize whatever you can be for those brands? And they are signing up for a certain dissemination of content. But I'm an over, I like to over deliver. And so, you know, like I think about these random things that show up at the house. I got home from the PGA Championship and Amstel Light, the beer. They have a PSA with Phil Mickelson. Phil wins the PGA Championship in thrilling fashion, becomes the oldest major champion ever. All of that that we've discussed already on every platform, not only this one. And Amstel Light sends me this gift pack. It's a portable cooler. It's a six-pack of 16-ounces that are 16-ounce cans, what cans y'all got, of, of Amstel Light. And they have the Phil Mickelson branding on the bottom of the can and on the boxing of the can. And Phil's other part, they partnered with Callaway. And here's a hat. Here's three balls. Uh, what I forget the whatever ball brand it was. That's neither here nor there. But but all of these companies are so smart. We're it's no 
hardly any investment for us. It's shipping is what it is. We're going to send this to these guys because we've seen that they enjoy this stuff. And I just randomly put it on Instagram. Well, you go look at your Instagram story or your Twitter page. And even if it's only 15,000 views on Twitter or 12,000 views on your Instagram story, that's 30,000 views that that brand got by spending the six bucks and from one person, like Kenny Chesney just sent me some rum, all right? He's got this Blue Chair Bay rum, right? He came in this awesome, like, like uh, hand or, or carved box, wooden box that slides open. There was this, like, uh, uh, beachy kind of vibe in there. You know Kenny's yeah, brand is all beach all the time. And it was basically this, hey – we put out a we put out a social media poll for our fans about whether we should do this brand or this this flavor or that flavor and you guys chose mango cream blue chair bay rum here we are sending you some well as i'm unboxing it vivian grabs my phone i hand her my phone and she's capturing daddy unboxing this this rum i haven't posted that yet but I guarantee you, Kenny and his team sent that to my house for a reason. Well, and that's the thing is, so for, you know, Amstel and Phil, for example, they've probably had this idea for six to eight months and they're just waiting and waiting. And all right, it looks like he's going to, you know, they're probably Friday, Saturday calling their people like, hey, get this stuff ready to go and we're going to get it that. shipped out. Like with him, they also had uh, they had an ace up, up their sleeve because they went like Phil's doing all these uh, match uh, tournaments. Yeah, you got the match coming up with Bryson. So, so they had a built in platform, whether he ever won on a PGA tour again or not. Yeah. They have a built in platform because they got Tom Brady, they got Aaron Rodgers, they got Bryson. Uh, Bryson, they got all these, you know, superstars. And you know everybody's going to be watching, so you ship these out to influencers. Not that I'm one of those by any stretch, but whatever you call these people. You're a big social media influencer. I can see it. And so so it's just all so interesting to me, and you don't want to get left behind as my dog is eating my Nike slide right now. I mean, like tearing, like just going ballistic with it, running through the house like a drowned rat. Anyway. But back to – you know, we're talking about the the big stars, but, you know, back to the college players, the example that I keep giving, because people always say, you know, only the, you know, the Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence is going to make a lot of money, which might be true. But my example is last year, think about the money that Teddy Gallagher and Silas Kelly and those guys could have made. And who knows how this next season is going to go? I think they're going to be really good again, but who knows? But that would have, that could have been one moment in time that they could have captured that and made a little money. And that is a great point. And, and also, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm, my, my, my wheels are turning as we're sitting here speaking and kind of flushing this out after our conversation with Jordan Rooney uh, from Duquesne University, who's going to be a brand coach for their basketball players. If, why wouldn't, why wouldn't, um, let me think of the right brand. Okay. Why wouldn't, Noon hydration tablets. 
brand, like uh, it's a brand. I have no affiliation with the brand, but I use their hydration tablets because I cycle and run and all that stuff. And my body gets really out of whack and dehydrated easily if I don't consciously take care of that and supplement the right salt content in back into my body. And noon is really good. So is drip drop. I mean, like there's constant, there, 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 there's several brands yeah, there's li- that I like. Liquid IVs out there. There's all sorts right. of. Right, SOS, liquid yeah. IV, all those. We use one, um, there's a, a, a company called Maluka that we, they have these great vitamin rich powders for our kids that we make their smoothies and they make one, they make a hydration powder called Sustain. We use all those in our house. Well, why wouldn't noon hydration tablets send the send some to these collegiate athletes who have a good following and say, hey, just throw here. Well, that's throw the thing these too. on your social media. And I mean, they can I never accept those about- gifts now too. They don't they don't have to decline these little gifts. And so right. that's what I'm they saying. can they can try it if they like it, they can post it. Maybe then there becomes a relationship where then they can start to get paid for it, but they can at least get little gifts for free and not be worried that did it cross the value of too much? And now I've got a reporter. I'm going to have to sit out a game. You know, it's, it's, I remember having this conversation way back. I think it was eight or no, was it 19, 2019 season. Whenever I was hosting sec nation for that little, little brief stint. 19. Marcus Spears and Tim Tebow are on polar opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of their opinions of this thing. And hearing them, I mean, we, we, I think the segment was almost 15 straight minutes long. That's a long segment. As, and, and I wouldn't go to break. And Joe Disney, uh, one of our producers at ESPN, who was producing SEC Nation that day, was in my ear going, all right, let's get to break. All right, let's get to break. All right. And, and I was being a little hard-headed because it was so passionate it was as good a TV as you're going to find and educated in these were two elite college football players, Heisman trophy winner and national and, champions and, 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 and guys who guys played who for went, Saban and urban. Right. And so it was a fascinating conversation, but we could go on for days about this. And once it's, you know, actually happens, I'm sure we're going to be talking about it ad nauseum and it's, but I had never until right now considered, wait a minute, all, all of these things that show up at my house, like Academy, Academy yesterday, Vivian, my nine-year-old, loves to open boxes that come to the house, whether they're for her or not, man. She just loves the Christmas morning appeal. Well, she comes in and she's like, Daddy, there's two boxes on the porch for you. One of them was taking the lead. You know, we had Dave Alpern on a couple of weeks ago to talk about the book he wrote, and it, it was that book. It actually comes out today. Today is the drop date for Dave's book. It's called Taking the Lead. He's the president of Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, I can't wait to read this book. And so, anyway, it was that. And the other was a Father's Day box. Academy puts together these prearranged boxes of items that you can send for Father's Day. And they've sent me one every year for like three or four years in a row. And it's just so fun to open. It's fish, it's topwater lures, it's 
Firestarter Flint. It's pocket knives. I'm a pocket knife nerd. I got way too many of them. I got one in every pocket in my truck. I got them in my drawers. I got them everywhere. You never have too many pocket knives. But anyway, it's all the, uh, they sent some in-ear uh, wireless earbuds, all that stuff, right? And last year I put it on my social media and they were so excited about That's not why they sent it. They sent it as a like genuine thank you gift for representing their brand so passionately. I love that place. And so, but I'm going to do it. Of course I'm going to do it. And those I mean, at college athletes, like I never considered this part of this argument. And there will be some little things where, cause it has to, if depending on the brands, but think about Academy sends it to Landon Dickerson. That's a, that's a brand. That's a person that, you know, fits your brand yes. and it would work perfectly. Yes. And, and again, like they have such built in followings. It's just, uh, man, it, this has kind of opened up a little bit of a, a passageway in my mind and, and my thought process. Another thing is, and we kind of hinted on it with the age, it's also, you know, even me included, we look at things through one lens and don't realize that these kids, let's, I mean, some of them not even in out, of, out of high school yet, they view things differently and are creative in ways that sometimes we can't oh. even comprehend. And so we're looking at it as simple as Nike goes to quarterback, offers a contract, there's a deal. And these kids are like, we don't need to, this straightforward transaction. There's other ways to make things work. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating thing, man. And I just can't wait to see where it's all going. And I hope I can just hold on to the tail of the tiger as, as long as possible. But, um, you know, you, okay. Like this past weekend, eight families or whatever, however many it was, we have this supper club group and we went to Emberglow resort out in Western North Carolina. It's this awesome place where this dude, Tim Murphy, he bought this land. He put these airstreams on the land. They built yurts. They built these tree houses. They built all these just awesome little abodes that you can rent. You can it'll, go and spend a weekend. It allows you to go camping and, without, all, without having all the things. Right. It's just an awesome place. Well, he's – now I've done Marty and McGee there twice. And not only have I done Marty and McGee there twice, you post on social media, you show how cool the Airstreams are and they're refurbished and they strung up some LED lights and it's all of this awesome little ambiance, fire pits, all, the whole thing that makes camping awesome, but just at a whole other plateau, whole other plane. And like Tim and I had a conversation the other day and it's the same thing we're talking about. Like that dude couldn't pay for that kind of advertising. Like you, uh, you, you can't, when, when, when a guy comes in there and has whatever thousands of people follow me on social media and they're, they never heard of that place, but they're there. They are. Whoa. I might want to go there. In fact, I kept more. Kim Moore texts me and goes, dude, where is this place? And so there you go. Well, it's also, it doesn't seem forced. It's not it's forced. Not. It's, it's not organic. forced at all. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's what makes it work. So if a company does it right, they find a player that would use that product even if they weren't getting paid. 
Well, that's all of it. I mean, authenticity is everything. Yeah. And so we could talk about this till we pass out from lack of but oxygen. It, but it's it's coming. It's, like you said, J- July 1 is when kind of Pandora's box gets opened. And it's, you know, Ohio quickly, the state of Ohio was recently had someone, you know, get involved to try to get a bill passed because, you know, they see Georgia and Alabama and these other states get ready and listen, Ohio state's a huge brand and, you know, a powerhouse. And so it make it's easier to recruit than other schools. But if you don't have NIL passing your state, that's going to be hard to recruit kids. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a major league game changer. It's just, I, I just, I can't, I don't have the vision yet to see what it is, but we will very soon. Uh, all right. Thank y'all for hanging out. We appreciate it so much. We really do. Thank you to Jordan Rooney uh, for coming on and really sharing his expertise and vision for what NIL might become and how he wants to impact these young people's lives. What he believes is coming. Shout out um, to Duquesne for helping me set this yeah, up. Yeah, I really appreciate Duquesne University for helping Travis put put that together. And Travis, great job getting him and finding that. And thank you to TikTok, I guess, because, Lord, <laughs> we wouldn't even know about it if it wasn't for them. I guess I better get on TikTok. Maybe I'll do my first video today. What should it be? Y'all tell me. Any of y'all listening to this podcast, what should what, what should we give them? A one week? Or should it be like, uh, how, how long should we wait to see what the answer is? Y'all give tell couple, us. Give it a couple of days, and if not, I think maybe Sadie is the debut. So okay, maybe, maybe Sadie's your debut. Near Nike yeah, right slide. Now. She had a lot of mats, so we had to shave her. She looks like a little rat running around the house, but she's still cute. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much for investing in us. We appreciate it. We love doing it. Thank you to our law enforcement officials all over the country working hard to keep your community safe. We appreciate first responders and firemen for risking your own lives to, to save others, and certainly the United States military just had Memorial Day and, and remembering those who paid the ultimate sacrifice so that we can be free. We appreciate our veterans. Uh, we appreciate those of you serving right now and, and the sacrifice that you're making to ensure that we live in a free land. We're so grateful. Y'all have a great week. We appreciate you listening. This is Marty Smith's America. Be well.